You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. My name is Troy Singer with Ring Digital, and I'm here with Bart Kaler from Kaler Solutions. And each week, we interview higher ed marketers that we admire for the betterment of the entire higher ed community. Today, we are bringing you Kyle Pucko. Kyle is the co-founder of a company called Geofly, and what they do is enable you, an institution, or really any company, at the website level, be able to personalize your website based on the location of where the person is viewing your website from. There's lots of possibilities. Kyle goes over those possibilities with Bart. I think this is a wonderful conversation to hear. Yeah, it's a it's a fun conversation. And I think this is one of those things we always talk to our guests before they come on and we say, hey, we have a lot of different size schools. We've got you know, really big uh, D1 institutions and R1 institutions that we're working with. And we've got really tiny little faith-based schools that have 50 students. Give us stuff that anybody can use. And I think Kyle delivers because it's such a pragmatic and practical tool that he has that he talks about. And quite frankly, it's very affordable. And so I think that the idea of really being able to personalize that experience, uh, you're going to have a lot of ideas that you're going to walk away with. And I'm really excited about this episode. Here's our conversation with Kyle. Kyle, Bart and I are excited to talk about the technology around customization that your company and other companies like it bring. But before we get into the conversation around personalization, would like to know if there's anything that you've learned recently that you could share with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you both for having me on. This is uh, really cool. Bart, we go kind of way back. So it's exciting. We, we to, do. Exciting to be here today. <laughs> and Troy, good to good to meet you again here. Um, thank yeah, you. this is a, that's a great question. I, I wish it was something a little more exciting. But since I am a digital marketer at heart, I have to sort of relate it back to digital marketing. I recently saw a study by the company Thumbtack, which works with like pairing homeowners with uh, like contractors, that as they add more form fields to their forms, their response rate goes up, uh, which I think kind of flies against the trend that a lot of marketers tend to go with, which is, okay, we need less form fields, uh, that kind of thing. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And it made their customers, the contractors, uh, much happier because they're you know, the, the people submitting the forms were way more qualified and they had more information on them about budget and square footage of their roof and that kind of thing. So I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Very much so. Thank you for sharing. Kyle, if you would give us a brief introduction to you and Geofly. Yeah, absolutely. So Kyle Pucko, uh, I'm based here in Missoula, Montana. Our team is headquartered here. And what Geofly does is it allows anyone uh, regardless of technical background, to change and replace your existing website content based on location. So uh, my background is in higher ed. So of course, I always use the example of higher ed when I talk about Geofly, but somebody visiting, oh, say the University of Montana's website from California is going to see different content than somebody visiting that same website, umt.edu, from uh, Michigan or New York 
or wherever. So you could show different testimonials uh, for, for out-of-state students versus in-state students. You could show scholarship information to Californians that visit your site versus in-state tuition information for in-state students. Uh, lots of applications in higher ed. We work with e-commerce. We work with tourism. So we're, we're sort of all across the board there. That's the quick elevator pitch. Thank you. But I do want to emphasize that you said you worked in higher ed, but you worked in admissions. You were a road warrior. So you really know what it's like working for uh, a large university. I think it was the University of Montana at one time. Is that correct? Yeah, you got it. So I spent a decade, almost a decade, working in higher ed. I worked at uh, a small private liberal arts school outside of Chicago, uh, Rockford College. I think it's now Rockford University. That's where you know I was, I was in a position that was known as the athletic liaison. My role was specifically to go and recruit high school athletes to come and play Division three sports. So I was going to you know, hundreds of high schools. I was on the road four days a week just visiting high schools in Illinois, which there are many, uh, but also traveling in Iowa, uh, <laughs> Iowa, Missouri. It, it was really cool to see that part of the country, having grown up in New York, and then made my way further west uh, to the University of Montana, where I spent um, almost five years in admissions and then ended my career there as the digital marketing manager for the university, which at the time, this was 2014 when I took on that role, 2013, 2014, I started to look on LinkedIn. And at least according to LinkedIn, I was the only digital marketing manager at any university in the whole country at the time. So I felt like I was early uh, in, the, in that trend. And I loved my time in admissions. I love the University of Montana. I'm still very connected with a lot of the people there. Um, and it's such a big part of this community. But just working on a college campus mm-hmm. is, is so fun. Um, but I had an entrepreneurial gene in me that I that I couldn't quite get rid of, so I had to I had to go and start this company. I'm I'm particularly interesting because I mean you like you said you and I have known each other for a while. Tell me a little bit more about why customization. I mean we talked about the elevator pitch of, of GeoFly. So you know I'm a student. I'm coming to a school, and you can change it based on my on my IP address, my location uh, of of where I'm coming from. Why is that so important, and why does it matter to Generation Z especially? I was in admissions, I was in marketing, and I was looking specifically at Google Analytics and a lot of the information about the financial aid space, uh, the, the financial aid page specifically. And if your listeners know this, they're in higher ed, they know that sometimes that financial aid page can be uh, maybe less than marketing focused. You know, if when you think about landing pages, you know, that kind of thing. Because there's that silo, right? The financial aid team is managing the financial aid page, and we love them. They do great work, but sometimes they're marketing, you know, they're, they're not thinking marketing first. So at the University of Montana, you know, we would display in-state tuition, and view, listeners can't see, but I'm like sort of charting this out. We would display, <laughs> we would display in-state tuition right above out-of-state tuition. So if you were an out-of-state student and you go to the financial aid page or you're an out-of-state parent, you see this displayed in this way and your immediate reaction is, oh, well, boy, that's too bad. You know, it's, it's sort of a, it, it's not a great experience if you're an out-of-state parent to say, oh, geez, if I was just a Montana resident, I'd pay thousands of dollars less. When in reality, when I was at the university, it was clear that a lot of the surrounding states, Washington, California, even Oregon, like you come to the University of Montana, you'll pay less than you do in-state at those in those states. I don't know if that's still true today, but at the time it was. So we wanted to promote that in a way. So of course we go out looking for, well, 
okay, how do we do this? Let's just go find the product that helps us do this. And when we couldn't find one, of course, that's when, and I say we, my co-founder and I, Nick Schantz, um, went out and decided to build this. And, and, you know, to Bart, your question, why is this important? I think it's important for a lot of reasons. It's segmenting the same way that you would segment emails. So somebody that gets an email from uh, the University of Arkansas, and that person lives in New York, and the email is blasted to everybody nationwide, uh, and it's the same email. Like you're, We just know as marketers, you're going to get a lower response rate if you do that than if you personalize it to your prospective students or your applicants or your admitted students that live in New York. Hey, we're from the University of Arkansas. I recently saw a, uni- a Northern Arkansas marketing campaign that was like, why, you know, when your family asks you why you're moving to Arkansas, here's what you say, and here's why you're doing mm-hmm. this. And, and maybe you sort of play it up like that. And, and you know, not being Gen Z, um, so I don't want to talk necessarily totally for them, but we see it everywhere uh, across generations is why is it important? Why is it important to personalize messaging? Well, because it just feels more relevant. So a GeoFlight website, if done mm-hmm. correctly, the user doesn't really know that the content's being personalized for them. It just is like, oh, there's an alumni that lives in Austin from this university, and I'm from Austin. That's really cool. And they're featured on the homepage. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ardeo Education Solutions. Ardeo helps colleges and universities increase access to education while giving students and families financial peace of mind. Ardeo's loan repayment assistance programs, known as LRAPs, help students with modest incomes repay their federal student, parent plus, and private loans. Ardeo's LRAPs give students the confidence they need to enroll and are a win-win for your institution. To learn more about Ardeo and see case studies from institutions like yours, visit ardeo.org. That's A-R-D-E-O dot org. Welcome back. Let's rejoin the conversation right here on The Higher Ed Marketer. It's, it's one of those things that it's not being done that much, and so it's, it's kind of an unexpected surprise. And I think that's one of the things that uh, really helps out in today's higher ed marketing is when we can do something that's extremely targeted, extremely relevant. Um, we had a conversation uh, in a recent podcast with Bob Johnson, you know, kind of a leading higher ed marketing expert. And he talked a lot about the idea of, you know, taking the information that we know about people and customizing their experience based on that. And he was talking about it in the, in the es- essence of Comflow. But for you, we're talking about it from that very first impression that they have. Because a lot of times, I mean, we look at all the studies, the, the RNL, e-expectations reports and everything else always tell us that the website is the number one you know, first impression that people have about our schools. And so the fact that if that first impression not only starts here, but can go up even higher, because all of a sudden, I'm looking in the mirror at something that I recognize, whether it's an alumni testimonial, some social proof from somebody that's near where I'm coming from, or even that, like you said, that statement that says what I might qualify from because of my location. Let's say I'm an in-state or I'm out-of-state or whatever. I really love that idea, and I think that does. I mean, you're right. It doesn't make specifically for Gen Z, but I think everybody wants to kind of feel like they get me even before they really know me, and I think that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the cool part, too, 
to your point about personalization is a lot of times colleges already have this information. This content exists on their website. So they just need to surface it to the user earlier. You know, take an international student right. as an example. Colleges have tons of information about international enrollment, international applications, but when somebody visits their homepage, uh, they see the same thing that everybody else sees. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be cool if they just, hey, you add a button that says, interested in our TOEFL exam requirements? Like, click here. And maybe that disappears if you're visiting from the United States. Yeah, so I'm guessing the software allows you to kind of do, you know, not only targeting a specific location, so I can say if they're from Austin, serve this up, but it also says if they're not from these areas, serve this up. That's right. That's right. And and to your point, Bart, about like serving the relevant content, moving from New York and then, you know, a couple stops along the way, but landing in Montana, I think colleges and maybe your listeners would sort of identify with this. A lot of times admissions professionals are hired from, oh, they were the tour guide and then they sort of graduated and now they're the biggest advocates for the university, which is awesome. Like, of course you want those people in your admissions office sort of shouting all the accolades and uh, talking about their experiences at the university. That's extraordinarily valuable. However, I also found it extremely valuable to enter the team as an outsider. Uh, And I hope that the team found that valuable as well that I was at the University of Montana in admissions, and this was my first time in Missoula. I knew nobody. So I was looking at it from the point of view of a first-time visitor to the town. Mm-hmm. And when I would read marketing messages like, go Grizz, you know, the Grizz are the, the football team here and right. the athletics here, um, it didn't really resonate with me. I didn't really get it. I wasn't a huge Grizz fan at the time, and I am, of course, now. But, you know, 10 years ago when I started, go Grizz, meant very little to me. And so I could sort of add to the conversation, like, hey, if we're sending things to, you know, New Yorkers or even out-of-staters, you know, people in Seattle, Go Grizz might not mean that much. Like, maybe we should have a different message for out-of-state students that's that's less sort of inside baseball. But in-state, yeah. absolutely. Let's shout Go Grizz from the rooftops. People know it. Chances are they have relatives that went to the university. But out of state, you know, you can throw that playbook out the window. So it gives you the opportunity to also have multiple playbooks. We've talked about at a high level that your service offers customization. But uh, specifically, what types of things or what web pages do you apply this technology to the most? There is definitely that 95-5 rule. Like 95% of your website traffic probably comes from 5% of your pages. So Mm -hmm. one of the first things we'll do is there's really no hard and fast rule. We'll take a look if if the university has it, which hopefully they do. We'll we'll peel back a layer of uncertainty and discover, oh, okay, it looks like actually uh, the financial page is certainly one we talked about. Um, You know, and then we try to discover with whatever university we're working with, are there opportunities that just make sense here? Sometimes it, it might not make sense to just take the College of Business page and spend a lot of time personalizing it when you've come to learn that, hey, parents and prospective students aren't really going to these pages. A good example is like the University of Oregon. So the University of Oregon has an orientation that they do in the state of Hawaii. They have an orientation (laughs) for anybody from Hawaii attending the University of Oregon. And you go to their orientation page and you really have to dig to find this information. But 
how easy would it be to say if you're from the state of Hawaii and you go to our homepage, you see, hey, did you know that there's an orientation just for you? So sometimes it's not these are the pages that we're geoflying. Right. It's these are the pages that we're sort of surfacing to the homepage. And it, 90, you know, 99% of our customers, it's the homepage first, and then we try to discover opportunity too. I think that's really a good good answer. And help me understand too, I mean, we've talked a little bit about some of the use cases, um, you know, certainly surfacing that information to the homepage, being able to highlight, you know, cleaning up the tuition page so that it's more relevant from where they're coming from. I might even suggest or, or maybe guess that even sometimes on a, on a visit page or other things like that, because I mean, I know some schools will offer, you know, travel reimbursement or uh, different things like that for out of state, especially I've seen that in Southern California. Like if, you know, if I'm going to be traveling from Indiana to, uh, to a university in Southern California, mm-hmm. they might offer a travel reimbursement or something like that. So those are some of the use cases that I can think of right off the top of my head. But I mean, what are some of the unique ones that you've, you've witnessed and seen too? And maybe it's not in higher ed, but I mean, I know that you do a lot of different things, but just to kind of get people thinking about it, because I mean, this is a, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pitch for you guys, but this is a very affordable solution that just about mm-hmm. any school could, could, you know, sign up for. And, and in very short time, I think I even saw on your websites, like, you know, your starter is only $19 a month and launch it in 15 minutes. I mean, this is a pretty incredible opportunity. So let's just talk through what, what are some of those other use cases that other, you know, inst- institutions, as well as your other, maybe non higher ed clients are using it for. Yeah. So that's a great question. Colleges certainly, uh, something as simple as testimonials, you know, Hey, I'm going to surface a location based testimonial and it can be regional too. You know, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be, you're from Albuquerque, you know, Western Albuquerque high. And it's like, Whoa, that's kind of weird. Don't, (laughs) don't do that. Right. Get, get relevant and, and regional. Um, the other thing that we've seen really effective since Bart, this is your world is college admissions. And it was mine, um, in college enrollment is if you have people on the road, and this is also sort of one of the doors that I opened in admissions that led to this idea, you have people on the road, you're paying good money for their time and resources, and they're working hard for your university, they're your road warriors. Like, why not book more coffee meetings when, you know, your team from the University of Colorado is going to Boston? Throw up a, throw up a simple call to action button on the website hey, we're coming to Boston. And the cool part about Geofly is you can start and stop content. So you could say, all right, Trevor, oh. when, are, when are you going to Boston? Oh, you're coming back on you know, December 15th. So we're going to have this button on the website uh, until December 10th. And then anybody from Boston who comes to our site is going to see this button on the homepage that says, we're coming to Boston, book a coffee meeting. And Got a nice it, picture of Trevor there with them and everything else. I mean, that content's there. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, Trevor's inbox is lighting up with Boston leads. And yes, you can also email your Boston inquiries, but that only gets the people who have already inquired. You know, Geofly mm-hmm. kind of lives one step above that. It's in the activation stage. You could, you know, Bart, and this is something that your team could, could definitely execute on, is you could, um, you could run ads to Boston, like, so you're driving people to the homepage, and then when they get to the homepage, they see a Boston-specific content. So you continue to tell that story all the way through mm. from your ad, your ad target matches your ad copy, matches your destination URL. And then, I love that. And then Trevor has a bunch of meetings, yeah. 
And I love the fact, too, that we talked about a little bit earlier, but the idea that we are using content and we're using actually we're using content that we already have. So everybody mm-hmm. who ever comes to visit your website, they reveal their IP address. We don't necessarily know that. We don't necessarily harvest that. You know, you can't get to it like you used to be able to in Google Analytics. Um, but but it's there and it's and it's publicly available. And tools like Geofly basically allow us to harvest that and harness it. And it's yet just another opportunity for us to personalize an experience based on information that we have about a visitor. I think that's I think that's brilliant. Yeah, and it came from me going to Boston and having a lot of time on my hands. You know, like how could I get more people to <laughs> sign up for me? It's like what? I flew all the way out if here. They from only Montana. knew on the homepage that I. That's right. That and I we, was here. If they only knew that on the homepage, that'd be great. I emailed all of our. That's great. So let's talk a little. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's. I, I want to just. I mean, we've already talked a little bit about. Okay, it's it's very affordable. It can be up and running fast. I mean. I mean, it's as simple as like putting a YouTube link on. I know when I embed a YouTube video on my website, it's pretty simple. Is, is it like that? So Geofly works. It's, it's more like adding a Google Analytics pixel on your website. So, okay. you know, to not get too in the weeds, you design and build everything in Geofly. So it brings in your website. This is mm-hmm. not a new website. It's not a new landing page. It brings in your existing website. You hover over the, po- the parts of your website that you want to change, and then you click it, and let's say it's a call to action button. Instead of saying sign up, it says meet Travis for coffee, or was it Trevor? I forget. Meet Trevor for coffee. Yeah. And then you, know, you hit publish, and as long as you install the Geofly pixel on the back end of your website, this could be through Google Tag Manager. It just has to live in the header of your website. And we have a team that can help you do that, that communicates with your web team if you don't do it yourself. And then it works. So then you decide, you know, what for what region do we want to show this content for? Maybe it's Boston. And then, oh, we've got a counselor going to, you know, going to Chicago. And, uh, and then you hit publish and, it, and it's live. That's great. And I guess there's even probably, uh, you know, different logic available with the regions. So I can say I want to do international, but not Canada. I want to do international, but not England, because we've got a certain relationship. I, I mean, is there that kind of logic back there as far as how, how granular I can get on the, on the locations? You can get really granular in the way that you build your locations for personalization. You know, the way that you build your locations for targeting your personalized content is we have three ways. One is a radius. So you could say, I want to, I want everybody in Chicago to see this image and then everywhere else just sees the default website as it exists today. Uh, you can do states. So you could do, I want these 10 states to see this content and I want everybody else to see the default content. And then you could also do a custom draw, which maybe sounds like what you're, you're sort of alluding to Bart is you just draw a polygon. It can be, you know, it can be Eastern Europe. It could be, you know, Western Massachusetts. And so you just draw this on a map. It collects all the IP addresses automatically. And then you decide what content you want to, you want to personalize. I love the word automatically. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Which is what it is. Let me just kind of take it a little bit further. And, and I mean, we've certainly got a great conversation here going and, and kind of talking about some of the details, but um, where do you see this going? I mean, I, obviously, Cookies are going away very soon, 
and I, I'm a big believer, and I've been talking about this for a while, that personalization is going to continue to be a growing thing that not only is nice to have, but it's going to start becoming expected. I mean, we all expect when we go to Amazon now that we're going to be suggested new products that we didn't know about before. That's just part of our culture and what's going on in the digital realm. And I've talked to several guests, and, and it's, it's not I think it's, it's not sacrilege to say that Sometimes higher ed's a little bit behind the scenes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. behind the trends and what's going on, especially in, in digital marketing. But where do you see the future of, of this web page personalization going? And, and kind of as you guys are planning your, your roadmap and where things are going, what do you guys see coming down as far as personalization? That's a, it's a great question, something we, of course, think a lot about. When we built Geofly, we set out to be the best at one thing, you know, are there tools out there that you can personalize content in a similar way to Geofly? Um, there are, I think Salesforce has uh, sort of a content optimization uh, sort of platform in their, in their wheelhouse. And the way we like to think about that is they have built a Lamborghini that most people drive you know, like a Honda Civic or nothing against Honda Civic, right. but you pay for a Lamborghini and you're driving this thing. With Geofly, we are always, you know, we're, we're constantly thinking about, well, what's next? What's next? And we're getting feature requests. But right now we do, we do website geo personalization and we do it better than anybody. And we do it simply, you know, often the simp- the simplest option is often the best option. So right. I'm tempted to say, Bart, like based on all the application data points that you get from a student, they go to your site and it's like one-to-one. So nobody ever sees the same website. It's personalized to you down, super granular. And I think for admissions professionals sitting in their chairs, listening to this or driving their cars, you know, their head starts to hurt. They're like, okay, well, how much time is that actually gonna take? Um, so right. it's balancing that personalized personalization with what impact does it actually have on the metrics that matter to our to our university and then how much actual time again is it is it going to take so we see a lot of movement in things like video you know i think personalized video is really uh is a trend and a theme that we're thinking about and how do we add more video to personalizations and right now you can change video and you can personalize video but it's one of the least used types of content people are changing i only see that growing so that when you go to a site you instead of an image you get introduced to travis the counselor who's like i'm coming to boston i'd love to meet with you if anybody has places to meet let me know you know drop them in the in the comments and maybe it's an interactive form so we're we're building something out now that i think is going to kind of reimagine the way that that like regional students interact with universities but that's for another day bart that's a tbd it's in like early stage. If you're interested, that. talk to Bart. I, I was going to say, let's, let's tease that out a little bit. And that's I, right. I think that's, uh, that's great. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. We'll bring that answer in the sequel. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Kyle, I think uh, broadly and overall, what you bring to the marketplace can move the needle. And thank you so much. And after I ask this next question, we'll make sure that everyone knows the best way to get in touch with you. But is there something around this conversation that you could give as a piece of free advice or maybe something that would enable someone to implement immediately? 
Yeah, good question. One I thought about um, for a little bit here, and we've been really digital talking about what happens on the website. Having worked on a college campus, but it's been a little while, so I'm sure this is something that your listeners already are well aware of, but I always felt like the most important piece in the recruitment cycle or one of the most important pieces was that college tour. And I've seen different campuses doing this where they'll have like a bike tour of campus or a walking tour or, you know, I always thought, boy, at the University of Montana, there's a river that runs right through campus. How cool would it be if you could sign up for a rafting tour of the city? Um, And yes, it's complicated. There's probably some insurance liabilities associated with all of those things. And probably not implementing today, Troy, for your question. So sorry if I kind of avoided that one. But the Next college tour, okay. that's right. It's <laughs> like, hey, spend spend a lot of time evaluating and making your college tour just remarkable. Because I think there's, there's a competitive advantage to the universities that just knock their college tour out of the park. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. Uh, if one of our listeners would like to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to contact you? Check out geofly.com, G-E-O-F-L-I.com, or simply email me, Kyle, K-Y-L-E, at geofly.com. Again, thank you for being a guest on the podcast and in conversations with Bart. We both think this is a technology that could really help a lot of colleges and universities, so thank you for bringing it to our listeners. Yeah, thank you both for the work you're doing. It's really cool. I've listened to a couple episodes. When one comes across my feed, I'm like, oh, this is one. All right, I'm, I'm going to get distracted during my lunch hour here. Here we go. So there thank you. you. Go. We appreciate that, Kyle. Bart, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off from the episode? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, reemphasize a couple things that Kyle said. I mean, he's got a lot of really good information here. The personalization, I mean, we constantly talk about that. I think it's so um, it's so important, and, uh, and it's one of those things that I think that uh, this is just a perfect example of yet another way that you can personalize, and you can personalize in a way that not everybody else is doing. I mean, you know, everybody puts in somebody's first name in the first part of the email in the comm flow. I mean, that's you know, a lot of people put it in the subject line. Personalization is kind of becoming commoditized in a lot of places. But using something like this, I think, is another way to add a level of personalization that isn't just your name here. It's actually providing them re- relevant content. And I loved what he talked about with, you know, you have a lot of content that's relevant for your audience that might be buried in your website, and you're expecting them to go find it based on who they are. This is just a way for us to kind of surface that to the top. I love the fact that that's the language that uh, Kyle used in the conversation. So that's a really good thing. And, you know, it, it just gives you another ability to differentiate. And, and, and I really loved what he talked about with the campus tour is the idea, you know, differentiating your, your campus from everybody else by who are you? What are you doing? I think this technology does the same thing. It's like, how can I differentiate this experience based on not only who, who is coming, but also who am I as an institution and, and what can I offer them that's unique for their particular location. So I, I love that. One of the things, too, that I'm, I'm realizing that I do a newsletter uh, called Friday Finds, and at the end of every month I find some kind of technology that's under $500 that could move the needle for higher education. This fits the bill. So if you, if you were to look at this, you know, it's an under $500 a year uh, investment. 
to me, it's like I, I know a ton of people right now that are probably going to go sign up. And so I'm really excited to have Kyle on here today. Kyle, thanks for sharing this with us today and uh, really uh, appreciate you being on the show. The Higher Red Marketer podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education marketing and branding agency, and by Ring Digital, providing significant lifts in yield by following your list with precisely targeted ads. On behalf of our wonderful guest, Kyle, my co-host, Bart, and myself, Troy, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.